Hi everyone, I'm Dave Chapman and you're listening to The Science of Social Media, a podcast from Buffer. Welcome to episode 198. Let's get right into the show. The last few months have been anything but business as usual. And for most companies, COVID-19 has made some kind of impact on marketing budgets. And if you're feeling concerned about managing budgets and hitting your goals, you're not alone. A recent study on the marketing impacts of COVID-19 from LinkedIn and Vision Critical found that budget cuts are the top concern and biggest challenge for marketers right now. Today, we'll be focusing on how marketers can move forward and adapt to smaller budgets and the new realities of marketing. Here's Keith Matthews with this week's question. Hi, my name is Keith Matthews, Digital Media Manager at the Autocare Association and at Jarvis Digital. My question to the Buffer team is, with the impact of COVID-19, social media budget for the new fiscal year has been cut dramatically. How would you recommend brands increase engagement on their organic posts due to these circumstances? Thank you. To answer Keith's question, I spoke with Buffer's VP of Marketing, Kevin Lee. Kevin leads our marketing team and has also had the opportunity to join a number of industry-wide calls to learn how businesses of all sizes are reacting to the current situation and moving forward with smaller budgets for paid social. Okay, Kevin, well, thank you very much for joining us today. And uh, we have a couple of questions for you. And if it's okay, we'd like to just jump straight in. Let's do it. So across the industry, how have social media budgets been impacted by COVID-19? I imagine there's quite a few different ways. Initially, budgets were paused or completely rethought probably back in in March and April. Um, I think as we're a few months deeper into it now, I think teams have started to kind of figure out the landscape, what they can or can't expect to happen in terms of revenue, and then of course, how that impacts budgeting. So I would say across the board, budgets are down. Um, oftentimes we're seeing that effect uh, largely through paid, and which is understandable. I think paid is a very, can be a very large part of the budget and ROI on paid, ROAS on paid, I think can be something that uh, ebbs and flows a lot, especially as you get into a volatile season like COVID. So. Rethinking paid budgets is one of the big things. Um, on the organic side of social media, I think that budgets have stayed largely the same, but where we might be seeing some of the cutbacks and the drawbacks is with freelancers or agencies or with kind of the third-party folks that you might work with to create some of the content um, for you. We're seeing teams become a lot more resourceful when it comes to that, partially because some of that organic content, if you're you know, a D2C brand who does a lot of photo shoots or things, Photo shoots didn't happen the way that they used to happen. So that's there's some budget to be moved around there. So we're seeing, yeah, budget kind of be impacted from a lot of different angles. As as budgets adjust, should the business goals also be adjusted, would you say? I mean, for example, if you were using paid to drive traffic to your website, should you also rethink the traffic goals you had in place and, and change your expectations? Definitely, yes. I, I think but rethinking budget almost necessitates a rethinking of goals. Um, creating new projections for the rest of the year. I imagine that was an exercise that a lot of listeners may have experienced back in March and April. And oftentimes resetting those projections, resetting those goals, sometimes budget trickles down from that. Sometimes it works the other way where budget trickles up, in in which case you have to then adjust goals and and projections and things. But I I do think it's worth a closer look there. I, I think what's interesting with social media budgets in particular is that 
you may have a smaller budget, but you may be seeing greater results on social media during these these strange COVID times because social media use has been quite on the rise. So I think it's it's rethinking your goals and your projections and your budgets, but not necessarily always in, in times of crisis like this, bringing them down. It could be a great opportunity to go deeper on a channel to engage further with with customers. Um, I think one of the things we've done at Buffer is we've done some some one-off video series, which were a new thing for us, a new experiment for us trying to connect with folks during this time. And those things we may have expected, you know, a couple hundred folks in 2019 to those those videos and webinars. I think in 2020 we're seeing you know thousands of folks interested in, in registering. And so recognizing that things are different and then adjusting either up or down based on what you're seeing out there. Um, budgets are likely to go down, but you may see some of your other goals and metrics. It might be warranted to, to move them even higher when it comes to social media things. It sounds like some marketers are going to be having some conversations with their with their company leaders. <laughs> Do you have any advice or tips on how to approach those conversations? Yeah. Put you on the spot there a little bit. Oh, yeah. Those are big conversations. Um, and it, it is the season for them. So I, w- I would say as you're going into them, Come from a strategic perspective. Um, the things that you may be asking for or hoping for or, or thinking of, if you can tie them into the bigger picture for your company, into the larger strategy, I think that's going to help you a lot. And then part two of that, uh, we like to say at Buffer, we are data informed, not data driven. Nonetheless, data is a big part of that, um, that equation, whether you're data informed or data driven. So I think having the numbers to show what you want to achieve in the channels that you're owning and, and why you're asking for what you're asking for or why you're looking for what you're looking for. Having some numbers to back that up so that it's not all theory and opinion. There is some some hard numbers there. We're not too ROI focused when it comes to planning at Buffer. I imagine that might not be true for every company out there. So if you have some numbers to show how you will justify ROI for the channels that you're going into and the things you want to double down on, I think can be really useful. With the, the, the shrinking budgets for, um, for businesses, what advice would you have for, um, for people, for organizations that are now relying more on organic social? Yeah, I think it's great to have a foundation of organic, even when your budgets are, are huge and enormous or when they're being pulled back. I think that organic foundation will see you through hard times like these. We see it for ourselves at Buffer where our top of funnel acquisition efforts didn't really experience the same dips that we saw deeper down the funnel or across the industry because we do have a, a pretty strong organic social base, uh, an organic audience base. So I would say, you know, organic should be something that's built into your marketing strategy from day one. And you can do that in a way that you don't have to change much when it comes to budgets shrinking or expanding or or adapting. Um, if you haven't, if you're not in that place yet, if you're kind of building that organic foundation, I think it's really important to listen to what your audience is saying, what they're asking for, what their problems are in this particular moment. I think when COVID came around, it was such a such a change for so many people, it's such an abrupt change that anything that you were doing before COVID in terms of your messaging for folks, in terms of understanding your customers. We almost had to throw that out the window and start from scratch and say, well, what are what are our customers facing today? What are their unique problems today? I think we saw that to a degree at Buffer where we were very focused on helping companies build their brand. And that message, the, the core of the message is definitely still there in COVID, but I think especially those first months when we were kind of figuring out what living in a pandemic looked like, I think our audience was much more interested in how do I 
adapt and thrive going forward? What are the strategies I need to change now so that I can be successful moving forward? And a lot of that came down to brand, but a lot of it um, had to be messaged differently too, rather than you know, focus on brand is focus on the things that are going to get you through these, these difficult times. So getting close to the customers, understanding what their pain points are is, is a really big one. And then I think the other half of it is staying consistent. So the nice thing about organic is you don't have to have a budget to do it. Um, some people think you might have to have a budget to do it well or to a certain quality bar. I think there's even some relaxing on that expectation on social media these days where people understand that, that things are different. So um, the quality bar isn't quite where it used to be in, in a lot of ways. So I would say be consistent, get stuff out there through Instagram stories, through your feeds, through Pinterest, LinkedIn, Twitter, like wherever you are online, wherever you engage with folks on social media, continue to be consistent and a part of their lives there. That's great, Kevin. And I think that's going to be um, really appreciated for some organizations, some businesses who feel a bit you know, unsure what they can, they can do. That opportunity to really tune into your audience and, and understand where they're at and what they need sounds like that's the, the step forward into to where, to where to go next. I wanted to ask if there's any specific tactics you've seen working well recently, any really sort of creative approaches that, are, that you've seen successful, that you've seen have been successful? Yeah, there are a few that come to mind. So I think we're seeing a, a rise of user-generated content. Again, this is a strategy that's been around for a very long time, but I think um, COVID has brought it back to the forefront. So that, what that looks like is brands using the images that their customers are sharing about the products um, on their own social media feeds. So if you sell shoes and people are you know, posting Instagram photos about your awesome shoes or showing pictures or, or giving some love, lovely word of mouth, like you can repurpose that content on your own feeds. And I think that has been really powerful. It's a very organic um, free way of doing it. It's, it's organic from the sense of here's someone who is authentically sharing love for a brand that you can then kind of promote and use that as social proof on your, on your own profiles. Um, another, another tactic that seems to be working well is the behind the scenes content. And I think what's been great about that, what's helped it be really successful is that it helps you feel like you're not alone in some of these unique times. I think if you are a marketer and you're seeing behind the scenes content of a marketing team that is just trying to figure out how to even do stuff these days, like that's very reassuring. It's very validating to your own experience. I think seeing the humans behind the brands is a very, a very visceral thing to experience um, in, in this current moment where we're kind of craving connection, however we can get it with folks. So I, I really feel like those things are some easy, cheap ways of doing it if you're affected by budget, but they've also been really powerful. And I've seen some brands really make good use of those, those tactics. You just reminded me of how when my gym closed, the... The, the people that were running the social for the gym, they had some of the trainers working from their gardens to, to help deliver some sort of online inspiration for how to, um, how to work out in different situations and different circumstances where you couldn't access the gym. And that, that sort of very personal insight into the, the lives of the trainers, they were working out from their garden, from their homes. It did find, I did find that that was a, a connection that made me feel a bit closer to the, to the team. That was really cool. Absolutely. I think that connection is really, really important, especially when you consider the angle of uh, doing social good for the world that you're in, the, the communities that you're in. I think that's another form of content that you might see being quite successful on social is how are your, how is your team helping out your communities around you? There's some companies that are you know, repurposing facilities to create safety gear or masks or things like that. There's other companies that are giving 
giving lots of money and donations and things, donating time. So kind of showcasing that stuff too and sharing how you're trying to help and be part of the part of the world around you can be really powerful as well. And on behalf of our listeners, I want to say thank you for your your thoughts and your your thoughtful answers there, Kevin. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Dave. Huge thanks to Keith for asking such a relevant and timely question this week, and to Kevin Lee for joining us on this episode. As 2021 approaches, and I can't believe I'm saying that, we're looking ahead and budget uncertainty can definitely be worrying for marketers. As Kevin advised, it can also be a great time to sit back and reflect on your strategies and goals as a whole. If your budgets for paid are going down, then think about how this may impact your overall goals and the knock-on effects it will have across your funnel. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you all soon for another episode of The Science of Social Media.